0: We just felt like the Lord was saying, this is your son.
1: Shane Pruitt and his wife sensed that prompting as they were looking at a picture of a very sick little boy at an orphanage in Uganda. When they flew there to meet their new son, they were told he was suffering from pain tremors.
0: And they're telling us this, why he is literally hooked up to an IV under a mango tree. You know, we're like, they're saying, we don't know if he'll survive the trip back. He's in the hospital, but he's tied up to an IV under a mango tree.
2: When the fear in my heart digs a little bit deeper And when my faith to staying,
1: it's a little bit weaker.
2: Where could I run to? Where could I go?
1: God would go on to use that little boy to dramatically change Shane and Casey Pruitt's life. You're going to hear Shane tell his family's story on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories, the first episode of 2019. I'm Phil Fleischman. Happy New Year. And Happy New Year to you too, Phil.
3: I'm Josh Batson, and I'm sitting in for Jim Kirkland on this episode. And all, the Pruitts have adopted three children, and later you're going to hear Billy Graham talk about the kind of love Shane and Casey have demonstrated in each of those adoptions.
2: Now, the gospel of Christ has no meaning unless it is applied to our fellow man who hurts and is in need.
3: You can experience the life-changing power of Jesus Christ in your life by beginning a relationship with him right now. And we can tell you more about that at this website, findpeacewithgod.net. That's
1: findpeacewithgod.net.
2: G P S.
1: God. People. Stories. Shane Pruitt grew up in Waco, Texas.
0: I never went inside of a church building till I was 16 years old. It was my aunt's funeral. Um, she was an alcoholic, driving while intoxicated, drove off the road. And so her funeral was the first time I stepped inside of a church building. The Tuesday
1: after the funeral, the pastor of the church stopped by Shane's home for an unannounced visit and to share the hope of Jesus Christ with his family. That night, Shane's parents prayed to receive Christ as Lord and Savior of their lives. Shane also prayed, but he didn't really give Jesus control of his life.
0: That was 16, and from 16 to 21, I really stumbled all throughout what it meant to be a follower of Jesus.
1: Shane says the trinity he followed in high school wasn't Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It was sports, partying, and chasing girls.
0: Starting my junior year going to parties, I started drinking alcohol every once in a while, And then over time, it went from uh, drinking alcohol every once in a while to getting drunk on the weekends to getting drunk every day. I would sneak liquor into my high school in my backpack. Starting the end of my senior year, started smoking uh, weed, marijuana, pot, and it was the same progression, getting high every once in a while to literally getting high every day. I'd give myself away to any girl who would let me, was addicted to pornography, uh, began to hate myself on the inside. And what was interesting about that whole time is I went to church every Sunday, every Wednesday, every church event, every youth camp.
3: And at those church services and youth events, it wasn't unusual for Shane to tell God he was sorry for his behavior and that he would try to be a better person. That never worked, though. Then, when Shane was 21, he attended another church service. But this time, his conversation with God took a different turn.
0: For the first time, it's kind of like what Jesus said, let those who have eyes see and let those who have ears hear. I could see how lost I was. And I could hear God beckoning me just to surrender. So I'll never forget that. In that moment, my prayer changed. And instead of saying, God, I'm going to do better. God, I'm going to try harder. God, I'm going to fix this. I'll never forget this. Um, It's been over 18 years ago. I said, God, you know what? I'm not going to do better. I'm not going to try harder. I'm not going to fix this because, God, I can't. So I said, God, I give up. I quit. I surrender. God, you take over. And God, unless you take over, unless you save me, unless you change me from the inside out, then this is who I'm going to be. And in the moment I did that, I literally felt like this weight lifted off my shoulders. I felt this peace that surpasses all understanding take over on the inside. No more
1: fear, no more shame. I can never be the same. Since you came, I am changed forever.
3: What happened that night eventually led Shane to attend Bible college and become a pastor. And it was while he was in college that Shane met his wife, Casey.
0: I don't mean this as preacher talk. I mean it with all my heart. She is my hero. She is the most godly person I know. She is a gift from God to me. She is a picture of God's grace.
1: Fourteen years into marriage, Shane and Casey have five children.
0: When Casey and I got married, interestingly... Uh, Is we both had adoption on our heart. Even when we were single and we got married, or, you know, when we were in the dating phase of our relationship, we talked about adoption. We knew that was something that we wanted to be a part of our life. So when we got married, uh, we had two daughters, came to a point where we were like, we really believe that God's called us to adopt, and at this stage of our life and family.
1: For that first adoption, both Shane and Casey knew they wanted to adopt a child from Uganda. And as they were working with an adoption agency, they heard from a friend who was working at an orphanage in Uganda. That friend
3: told Shane and Casey about a child with special needs. And she said the Lord had placed Shane and Casey on her heart. And she wondered if they would be interested in adopting him.
0: And so we began that dialogue. And I'll never forget the email they first sent with the picture of a little boy named Praise Benjamin Kankande, who is now our son Titus. And at that time, they sent us a picture that had a big gauze bandage on his head because he had a, a, a wound on his head from um, he, his mom died during childbirth uh, in the bush, which we know is kind of the country or the boondocks in Africa. By the time they were able to get him to a health clinic, he was in a comatose state, and they put an IV in his head which sometimes they do here in our country, but you got to move it around. They didn't, they left it there. It got a massive infection that they had to cut literally off his scalp to now a large portion of his skull was exposed. And um, they sent us a picture and then they sent another picture with that wound open. And it it literally almost made us physically sick. And they said, we don't even know if he would make the flight back But you are open to this. And we just felt like the Lord was saying, this is your son.
1: It's chaos and the noise, I can almost hear it. And even when I can speak it
3: with my voice, I still believe it. Shane and Casey went to Uganda to meet Praise Benjamin Kinconde and discovered that he had tremors. The medical professionals thought that the tremors were from pain.
0: They're telling us this, why he is literally hooked up to an IV under a mango tree. You know, we're like, they're saying, we don't know if he'll survive the trip back. He's in the hospital. But he's in a, he's a, he's tied up to an IV under a mango tree. And so we literally come back. We know there's more issues going on than what we even realized. We come back. We literally land in Dallas and go to Children's Hospital. They check him into the hospital. We're there multiple days. I believe it's on day three. Uh, the neurologist comes into our room. We're watching TV. He turns the TV off and scoots a chair right in front of us and sits down. And that's when you know something's serious. And um, he looks at us and he goes, uh, what we know about your son is this, is he has a severe seizure disorder to where he's having upwards of 20 to 25 seizures a day. Those shakes are actually seizures. And he has cerebral palsy. And from some of his scans, it looks like there's probably been some abuse there. uh, And he's been shaken.
1: That news hit Shane and Casey
0: hard we knew God was in control. We knew this was our son. We had immediate love for him as our son. Um, and you see your child suffering, you know, and uh, for about a year, uh, we're dying on the inside. We're struggling with suffering. And at the one year anniversary of Titus being home, both my wife and I just broke. We broke em- emotionally, spiritually, physically exhausted. For that year, my wife internalized her pain. Um, And I made myself extremely busy. As
1: part of internalizing her pain, Casey also became very anxious. She started worrying what her life was going to look like five or 10 or more years down the road. Shane kept hoping they'd wake up one day and Titus would be completely healed.
3: Eventually, both of them came to terms with the reality that their life was not going to look the way they once thought it would.
0: And so I think we almost had to come to a realization where our dream for our family had to die. And we needed to mourn that death, mourn the death of the dream that we had for our family and what the path that we were carving for our own family, we had to let that die. And then it was okay to mourn that death, but also realize that God's dream for us was better than our dream.
3: Titus has been a part of the Pruitt family for five and a half years. And in that time, he's had 12 surgeries and constant visits with therapists and doctors.
0: The last five and a half, six years have been by far the most difficult years of our life because it is so hard to see your child suffer. I would much rather suffer than see my child suffer. But it's also been by far the best five and a half years of our life because I believe God has used Titus in my life and my wife's life. You know, and every day we pray for his physical healing because I know God can heal him with just a thought. So literally every day we lay our hands on Titus and we pray for his physical healing because we know God can do that. But what's ironic is over these last five and a half years, as we have prayed for Titus to be healed, the Lord Almighty has used Titus to heal us because things in our life, I believe God has begun to kill like consumerism and the belief that everything is supposed to be easy. God's killed that in our life in a good way. And God used Titus to heal us because, without a doubt, God used my son to make me a better follower of Jesus, a better husband, better father, better friend. And I believe the Lord has done the same in my my wife's life as well. And just the way He impacts the rest of our family, our biological kids, and our adopted kids, God has just done amazing things in our life through, honestly, suffering.
2: It's raining. You are restoring my soul.
1: And as each drop is pounding, my sorrows are drowning in. Shane Pruitt and his wife Casey have discovered that God walks with them through their suffering. And the same is true for you. He loves you more than you know, and he wants to bring good from whatever troubles you're going through. Now, that makes a lot more sense when you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And we can tell you more about beginning that relationship and about God's work in your suffering at this website, findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. So Shane made a video of his wife
3: and him bringing home one of their adopted kids. And in just a minute, he'll tell us how that video went viral and caught the attention of national TV. You're listening
1: to GPS God, People, Stories, a production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association.
2: Now, the gospel of Christ has no meaning unless it is applied to our fellow man who hurts and is in need. Billy Graham. And Jesus said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and soul and strength and mind and thy neighbor as thyself. Our neighbors are people of a different race or a different cultural background, and we're to love them. When is the last time that you shared your life with another person or someone of another race? Jesus believed in the worth of the individual, and Jesus spent most of his time with individuals, not just great crowds. The Bible teaches that God loves you as an individual. Greater love hath no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. And the Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross. And while he was on the cross, he was thinking about you because he was God. He could look down the centuries and call you by name on that cross and say, I love you. I will forgive you if you will come to me. Are you ready to
1: come to Christ? You can learn more about that at our website, findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. Before
3: Shane and Casey Pruitt adopted Titus, they'd had two bio daughters, Reagan and Harper. After they adopted Titus, they adopted two more children, both from their home state of Texas,
1: a boy named Elliot and a girl named Glory. Everything with Glory happened so quickly, as in just a few hours that Shane and Casey didn't have a chance to tell their other kids about her until they brought her home. Then they posted a video of that meeting, and it went viral.
0: And literally, I think over the next month, I probably did 40-plus interviews. um, And the video, either either we were on uh, an interview or they played the video on just about every major network there is and major morning show there is, news outlet there is. Um And even across the world. And so we got emails and comments, uh, about 98 percent of them positive. You know, we're a multiracial family. Um, and it was uh, it was great. And it was a great opportunity because every time I share the gospel, you know, because people say, of course, why did you adopt? And I got to share about our adoption through Christ and our Heavenly Father adopting us. So I got to share the gospel. Uh, Probably about 80% of uh, interviews cut that part out, but some left it in, so it was a great gospel opportunity. And then we got to really shine a bright light on orphan care and adoption and children in need and the brave choices that birth mothers make. We want to celebrate them. And so it was a great opportunity really to just shine a light on adoption and foster care and orphan care as well.
3: You can watch the video Shane made on YouTube. Just search for something like Pruitt Adopted Baby Sister. And by the way, Shane also has a book coming out soon. Uh, It's about what he and Casey have learned about struggles and trials and trusting in God. You can learn more about that book by searching Nine Common Lies Christians Believe.
1: Shane and Casey's story is a great way to start the new year, isn't it? We really appreciate Shane taking the time to talk with us, and we really appreciate you taking the time to listen. You know, one of the many places you can listen to GPS is on the Billy Graham app. It's in the App Store, and it is free. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Josh Batson.
3: Happy New Year from all of us here at GPS God People Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news.
1: We gotta shine, shine, shine.